Hey, 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 everybody. It's your girl, Queenie Love. I'm the host here uh, for the Relationships on the Podcast, where I'm talking about love, life, and all things relationships. And every now and again, you might get a little something else. Um, First of all, let me just say thank you for joining me again. Thank you so much for coming back with me. Season seven. Can you believe that? Season seven. Yeah, I'm still baffled that I've been podcasting for this long and here I am saying season seven. But um, yeah, so um, here we are doing the damn thing. I am um, super excited about this season because I really feel like I'm ready to come back. I stayed too long and I felt the pressure so overwhelmed. I felt overwhelmed. And I think sometimes because I come off as so strong and halfway put together, I know I'm a spaz sometimes, but um, halfway put together that people don't hear me when I say, no, I just need a break. (laughs) So so now I'm back and um, like I shared, new studio, I have a small team, switched up a few things. I have an engineer and a wrap up guy. This is what I say. He's my wrap up guy. So he looks at me and he's like, hey, wrap that ish up. So um, I want to make sure I stay, <laughs> stay on this today because I'm not trying to get the wrap up finger at all. Um, and with that being said, um, how's everybody doing? How are you? Like, I didn't get any email. So what's the deal? I ask you all to send me an email of, and tell me what topics you want me to talk about. If you have any questions, I will answer them on the air. Um, I waited and you didn't send them. And I, I get it. You guys are having a hard time reach, reaching me because I'm not accessible like Instagram and Facebook. But work with me, okay? This is a sabbatical that I needed. So shoot me an email. Bartalks2.0 at gmail.com. Funny thing is that after the last uh, episode aired, I start getting text messages. People say, whoa, you're back. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, and I'm like, uh, they asked me all these questions on my phone and, and nobody sent me an email I'm trying to push people there so that um one I can get into the routine but two because I don't want you texting me the questions and I can answer for all to hear so work with a sister come on now uh so yeah so what's going on in the world what's happening out there uh I've been away uh, you may not know this but I have been volunteering at camp for uh I did it for like two weeks and um it's over, thank goodness. And now I'm preparing for vacation because I need a vacation from the vacation that I had taken to, to volunteer at this camp, working with kids. I pause because you all know I'm not like a huge work with kids kind of person. I'm not a fan, love them, but I'm just not a fan. However, I had an amazing experience, an amazing time. I worked, um, with, uh, two weeks of campers. They rotated in and out, had, um, the privilege of cooking and preparing all these really cool, um, camping type meals and, uh, fireside snacks, s'mores and doughboys and you name it. Like I've been doing, I've been staying out in the woods cabins, raccoons and rats and doing the things that I love. I've been on the lake. Uh, I even saw some leeches. I didn't even realize that we had leeches here in my community. Has anyone ever, has anyone ever 
come in contact with the leech and actually had it on your skin. Like, it's the weirdest thing to have this happen. So, true story. My One of my colleagues and I were standing in this river. First of all, I should have known better to be standing in a river. I'm not really sure how many people of color just go stand in rivers without water boots on. I'm not sure, but I did it and I did it with a non-POC, okay? Uh, <laughs> so um, I was worried about moccasins and that was kind of my fear, but I realized that uh, that was probably the least of my worries or at least of my, you know, yeah, at least should have been the least of my worries because there was a leech and they got all over his legs. And then I realized there was one on mine and I'm like, what in the hell? I thought it was going to die. I figured it was going to paralyze me and that was going to be the end of my story. But it wasn't. I'm talking to you. So it, it it's just, a. first of all, listen, I don't even like slugs. So imagine when I realized this slimy little grayish, blackish, brown flesh thing was on my leg, sucking my flesh. I tried to play it cool because again, I am the only person of color, uh, out there volunteering um, as as staff. And so I tried to play it cool. I did, I did. I tried to play it cool. It did not go as well as I hoped, but I tried. So um, I'm still, I think I still have a little bit of PTSD from that because um, as I'm talking in this microphone, I'm having a flashback. So let me get out of there. That was my war for the summer. But anyway, it was rewarding. I had a great time, a lot of fun um, seeing these kids, seeing the faces, you know, seeing the staff be proud of the work that we've done. Uh, It really was hugely rewarding. And you all know I work in human services as as it is. I just don't work with children. And that's not really, I don't think it's my strong suit, even though I raised them um, and they love me. Uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I, I'm less comfortable <laughs> working for children, but I'm passionate about it because I believe that they need us. I needed someone when I was their age and I'm a damn good person. And so I felt like who else would I trust to be volunteering at this camp other than me? Well, I'm going to do it, right? Because I just think it's necessary. And I remember what they call me Philly, right? Uh, born there, right? So that, that was my nickname, my camp name. And I remember walking on site a couple of times because um, I was still having to work a couple of days and then I would volunteer for a couple of days straight or whatever. And I'd walk on site and they'd be like, hi, Philly. I'm like, which kid is this? You know, I don't know these kids, but they will remember me because one, really because I'm the only person of color, <laughs> but two, you know, I came out with really bright socks and I would come out with really cool hats on and, um, and I always smiled with them, but it was really, uh, it was just a great time this summer. So I don't know why I just shared that with y'all. I don't know. I don't know why, why did I share that with you? Yeah, I, I don't know. But Hey, just wanted to share it with you. I had a great summer. I had a, it's not over, but I, I had a great experience. So, um, don't really have anything to add. Just tell you. Anyway, moving right along. Um, so what else is going on? I really came to the show today to really talk about, okay, you guessed it. Love. Yeah. So there's a couple of things I want to leave with you, my thoughts and, um, 
really some experiences. I've listened to a podcast earlier that kind of inspired the show. So here I am and I want to share this with you. Um, So some of us, of course, we hold on, right? We hold on to these relationships after they have died. I like to say after the expiration date, you know, like I've been dating and I remember saying like, all right, I think I'm waiting on this relationship to expire. So <laughs> and my girlfriend was like, what? I said, yeah, I don't. I said, it's kind of this ridiculous trend that I have. Like, I believe everything has an expiration date. I said, but, um, you know, the niceness, the, the sweetness, all the things that kind of happen early on, I think I'd be waiting for it to expire, even if it's subconsciously. So I'm trying my best to stop looking for the expiration date on, cause I'm like looking, I, I can't even be present because I am already looking at the end thing. And I think I'm doing that now because I was notorious for holding on to a dead thing. And this is, this is, these are new boundaries. These are new waters that I am. I'm treading it. And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm still working on finding that sexy middle, right? Because <laughs> middle ground, because I'm extreme. I'm on or I'm all the way off. And so, uh, but yeah, so I just believe that sometimes we, we hold on too long. I don't believe that. I know that because I've done it and I've seen many of my friends do it. And I've heard many of you tell me in conversations or even to come into the show that you have done this too. So this is a thing that we do. And I think it happens because we have hope. If you live your life without hope, you have nothing nothing. There's, there's no reason to even get up in the morning. There's no reason to go to work. There's no, there's not. So I think what, what allows us and what compels us, shall I say, to hold on to even the dead things is still, we have hope. Now hope is good when it's good, (laughs) but, but hope can turn you into a complete fool when you don't see that this is no longer a hopeful situation, it's a hurtful situation. One of the things that Trent Shelton said was that what you are holding on to just don't exist anymore. It just doesn't. Who they were is not who they are. And what was is not what is. We have to open our eyes and see things for what it is or what they are. See things for what they are or see a thing for what it is. Y'all got it. Y'all tracking. Come on now. Don't be correcting my grammar over here, but I appreciate you. But no, like we really have to get to a place where, and we do this sooner rather than later. Think about how much time. Think about how much time you've probably wasted (laughs) waiting for that person to change. I, I, you know, here's another transparent moment. I remember, and this is why I do what I do now. I'm always waiting for the expiration. So I'm looking for it, unfortunately, but I'm I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm not done yet. I'm I'm still working through this thing, but I, I I did a thing and I I share this. It's kind of part of my testimony, I guess. And I, 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 I use that term because it was a definitely a testimony because I also was delivered from this thing. But uh, I remember sharing not long ago with a cousin of mine. I said, you know, 
I remember when I dated a particular person and they were, they are and were an alcoholic and I wanted them to change. I wanted them to change. I mean, I just wanted to get help. I wanted to have, I wanted to see that I would have a long term future with them, um, physically well, right? That was the thing. It was like, you know, I just don't want you sick, having cirrhosis of the liver, all these things. And I got to take care of you. And here we are young when you can stop this now. And I remember he shared with me, the only person who has a problem with my drinking is you. I don't have a problem with it. Very boldly and accurate. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to the Al-Anon meetings. You know, I went to the Al-Anon meetings for myself because I was holding on thinking that if I change the way I'm looking at this, then maybe it'll be better for, for both of us. And I'll be able to then manage myself while he remains an alcoholic. Now, come on. Come on. I, listen, I get it. And that was true dedication. But to be quite honest with you, my hope was hurtful. I was, I was a fool to do that. I was a fool to compromise so much of myself that I was willing to go get the work and change my thinking so I could just stay in this love (laughs) or some form of love so I could stay in that. So I know that we hold on to things that are dead. It's not just me. We've all done it. But the testimony in that was I had a wake-up call. I had a wake-up call and I realized I had to stop hanging on to people who had already let me go and had let go of the, the dream of an us. There's no way he could have still had a dream of us. Or there's no way, right? Because the dream of us didn't look like alcoholism. It just didn't. And I was very clear on that early on, but then I was staying, I was compromising myself. I realized I had to break away from people who were breaking me, right? And and, and this is why I say it was my testimony because in that Al-Anon meeting, in an Al-Anon meeting, you know, you sit around, it's like a 12 step program. If you've never been there, you know, look it up. It, it's, it's, it, it was so helpful for me and, and I get it and, and it's necessary. And it's a support group that I believe was really doing good work. And I was willing to sign up for this thing, but here's what happened. This is why I say it's my testimony. Second meeting, third meeting, fourth meeting. I can't remember. A man walked up to me and he said, um, Finally, at this meeting, I was no longer crying as I was sharing the trauma that I had been enduring and the fear and the hurt and the pain. And he came up to me and he asked me if he could touch my shoulders and he grabbed me by my shoulders, an older man, and grabbed me by my shoulders and he looks down at me and he says, um, he says, listen, your story is not my story, even though it's familiar. It's not my story. My story is not your story. Do you understand what I'm saying? He says, you have a choice. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I remember I was like crying. I'm like, I do, I do, I do. And then he says, do you really get it? And I, when someone asks you that, you kind of doubt if you get it, right? (laughs) Like, I thought I had it. And then, uh, okay, maybe I don't have it, right? Okay, maybe there's more. And he said, 
The difference between you and I is I married her. You are not. So you do not have to make this decision. You do not have to sign on and allow this to be your life. When I tell you, that moment delivered me, delivered me. And it allowed me to see what I was in clearly. I mean, clearly. I mean, I I just believe that the universe drops angels all around us and we just have to open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. And I'm thankful that, that he challenged my understanding in the moment because it then opened me up to hear that very last piece that I so needed. So what I learned was the walk away. It took me a little while, but I made up my mind in that moment that no, no, no. What I was holding on to doesn't exist anymore. Does not exist anymore. And I didn't even need closure because I realized that whenever you have to have closure, you keep needing closure, needing closure. It stops you from closing the chapter. So I let all that go too. Hashtag listen up. I know firsthand that is hard to let go, but heartache can be temporary while your freedom can be everlasting. My wish for you is to break free and to heal your soul just like I did. That's my wish for you. That is my wish for you. Don't let life's little interruptions cause you to lose what God has given and created you for and giving, given you, don't, don't allow that to happen. Don't keep hanging on in spaces and places that you're underappreciated. You're, you don't have a value. People don't, don't, don't give anyone that type of power over you. Don't, you don't have to. So if you listen to this and you're struggling with it, this is for you. You don't have to. And just a little lesson on love. Because I'm, you know, I share that story, not my testimony, one of my many testimonies. Um, I share that story because it taught me a lot about love. And I'll I'll say, say in a future podcast, I'll talk to you about that conditional love piece that I learned as well along that journey. Love is interesting. Love is, and we all love differently and we receive love differently. And I've learned a lot. And what I know for sure is what love feels like and looks like for me. And that's why now I can talk so much about it because I I experienced a whole lot. And I'm like, ooh, this isn't just me. It's not just, this isn't just happening to Queenie. This is happening to a lot of people. Well, this is something we need to talk about because I don't don't want this to keep happening to us. I want us to break free and find the love that we truly deserve and we, we desire. And, and the love that lasts. I don't want to be just dreaming about it. I don't want to be just hanging on to the hope. I want it. And I want to give it. Ooh, do I want to give it? Okay, 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 okay. There, there, look. <laughs> He's over here. Don't put the hand sign under your neck. You wait till we start videoing. Because then people are going to be able to. I'm going to spin the camera around. <laughs> All right. Um, think like a monk author, Jay Shetty. Um, I love listening to him. I love when he does shows and talks and so on and so forth. So every now and again, I may pick up a little something here or there that, that he says. It just kind of jumps out at me because we're like-minded in spirit. And that's why I'm drawn to him. 
and um, he shared that love isn't love when you don't grow together. It, it, it's not, right? Someone may argue that, no, that's not true, but maybe your love is. But I'm talking about that unified love. I'm talking about that committed, that relational, intimate, relational love. So hear me out. Love isn't love when you don't grow together. When you don't appreciate your partner's efforts and time. And when you aren't fully committed to the relationship. What I had in that relationship that I just said was my testimony that I was holding on to far past the expiration date. Ha ha ha, you get it? None of those things existed. It was not that way. It wasn't, there was no, it was not dual, dually shared or even expressed. Um, he loved me very conditionally. I loved unconditionally. I learned in the journey what love really was. When we're talking about intimate, I can love my family. I, you know, those things, I just love, 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 love. I lead with love. But this hope, this partnership, this losing yourself in another, that has to stop. Yeah, talking to myself too. Listen, love is deep and it's sometimes complicated, Right? But it's never about doing things separately, right? Or losing interest in what the other person is doing. Love is about togethering. And I'm not saying that you can't have your own independence and blah, blah. You're, you know, you're the cigar smoker. I'm just, you know, I love roller skating. I'm not saying that those things cannot coexist together and it still be not, and it still be love. I'm not saying that that that's not possible at all. I'm saying that when you are in a relationship and it is tugging, it is pulling, it is separating, it is contrary, it is going against the 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 goals and the foundation of what love is supposed to be for you and what is functional for the relationship, then honey, I don't even know why I was yelling. I guess I got a little passionate about that. Hmm. Anyway, the point is, it's, it's not, it's, it, it may not be, how about this? It may not be the love for you. Those are my lessons in love. I think that's all I got. Ah, they're looking at me like I'm supposed to be wrapping it up. I don't even know my time. I was not supposed to go over 25 minutes, so I hope I didn't. I hope you enjoyed this talk. Um, lead with love. Understand what love is for you why it's that way even if you have to go back to your childhood understand what healthy love feels like understand that and 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 if you're on this love journey like I am then seek it out seek it out and lean into it I talked before about ego and 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 attitude and and pride you know we got to put that shiggity down in order to truly have love and that's when you find a relationship where both parties can do that and you're attracted to each other and you're sexually compelled. Okay, okay, okay. Um, listen, my point is, boo, listen, do what you must do, but make sure that your hope isn't becoming your hurt. All right, Sugar Queenie Love, the host of the Relationship Zone, the podcast. This has been another episode of... 
me talking about love, life, and relationships. And I love it. I love it. This is what I do. I want to inspire. I want to help to cultivate and and nurture healthy relationships to include my own. To include my own. That's it. That's what I'm here for. That's it. Um, Until next time, I guess I'll be catching up with you all. You got my email? Hit me up. Twitter, you got me there. Um, TikTok, follow me there. I have loved this talk with you tonight, today. Oh, see, it's daytime still. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me, for rocking with me again. And um, until next time, I love you. No matter where you are, it's your girl, Queenie Love. Bye-bye.